<laughs> Welcome to Home Improvement. Can they I'm hear the it? Tim, the tool man Taylor. <laughs> and I'm the guy with the flannel shirt. What's that guy's name? I forget. Uh, do you remember Dave? The guy's, his assistant's name. Al Borland? Al! Oh, okay. There. <laughs> yes. In case you can't hear it, behind this wall is the hallway entrance to New Radio Media. And they're doing a little mild, or not so mild, construction back there. Mm-hmm. So if at some point uh, the Kool-Aid man breaks through. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> then there's just the shape of him or that guy in the hallway who's out there. Um, but let's talk about happy things on Pop yes. That Culture. Things that I love so, so much. I am a huge fan of the movie Step Brothers. Well, you know what? The tale doesn't start out very happy because they don't get along. Well, that's true. Mm. They nearly kill each other. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a happy story. Yes. Um, yet, 10-year anniversary of Step Brothers. I know. Anytime we have an anniversary of any TV show or movie, I feel like I have no concept of time anymore, honestly. Right. Someone tells me that was 10 years ago. I'm like, are you out of your damn mind? Well, that was like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, so 2008 is 10 years ago. Yeah. What? But it's, but it's still in the <laughs> 2000s. And it's, it's like not like 2000. Right. It's like there's an eight in it. So you're like, oh, my God. That's, that that like, can't be that long ago. Come on. It was like last week. Fool, what do you mean? But yeah. And, you know, Step Brothers was, it wasn't, it didn't exactly, it wasn't a huge box office no. smash. Mm -mm. But after it got onto cable and video, I think people latched onto it. And it influenced pop culture in many, many ways. Yeah, it's one of those movies where the first time you watch it, you mean by like, this is one of the dumbest things right, I have exactly. ever yes. seen. And then if you watch it a couple times and you start quoting it to your friends, you're yeah. like, son of a, it's crawled right up and grabbed my heart. <laughs> I has. love this movie. Yes. Yay. Now, this clip that we're about to show is maybe not the best clip in the whole movie, but it is still yeah. one of my absolute favorites. And we have a little story about it when we get back. So here is one of my favorite clips from Step Brothers. Let's play a game, all right? On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it, just name it, ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good, Good housekeeping. housekeeping. If you were a chick, Who's the one guy you would sleep with? John, John Samos. Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. God, I love it so, so much. But so they mentioned John Stamos in that uh -huh. clip, and apparently John Stamos ran into Will Ferrell at the airport, and he was like, thanks, man. I was <laughs> like, that was really nice of you. It's so cool. And then, unfortunately, there's another bit in the movie about how um, Randy Jackson signed um, the Samurai Sword. Yeah. <laughs> And so you're not going to not get Randy Jackson's signature from American Idol. But clearly they're making fun of right. Randy Jackson. And so he had a good sense of humor about it, but he also ran into Will Ferrell, and he was like, thanks, <laughs> I think. So not as happy about being name-dropped in, uh, in the movie. But listen, at this point, dog, it's all you got. Right. What the hell else I, is Randy I Jackson know. doing? I don't know. He's probably just living off of royalties and stuff. Did he trademark the word dog? He should have. I know uh, at one point he did a line of eyeglasses. Because that was his thing to wear like funky yes. colored eyeglasses. Like the frames being blue or red or mm -hmm. whatever. 
if I need glasses, I'm going yeah. straight to the Randy Jackson frame yeah. collection. I know that much. After years being on the Sally Jesse Raphael collection, <laughs> I moved on to Randy Jackson. I got to be honest, they weren't red, but my glasses in middle school were legit as big as Sally Jesse Raphael. Again, I mean, like, again with the Tootsie glasses. <laughs> they were they bigger than Barb's. Bigger than Barb's in Stranger oh, Things. They were giant. I love it. What? Oh, no, go on. Oh, Sorry. I was just going to say, when I when I got to high school, I then switched to the popular, they were sort of like uh, Harry Potter kind of. like. Oh, sexy specs. <laughs> yeah. You got the sexy specs. <laughs> they were like the fake polo. Oh, nice. Shaped whatever. Very nice. Well, um, one thing about Step Brothers is I've always wondered, did, did a, uh, a series of Billy Joel cover bands that only did doo-wop Billy Joel become popular after that movie? Will, will we ever know? From the Catalina Wine Mixer. Yes. Okay, also the Catalina Wine Mixer, that, the, just everything about it was also one of my favorite things. Yeah. And Adam McKay, the director, said that, because he was asked in this big, 10-year anniversary article for um, Vanity Fair, um, what are the lines that get quoted back to you the right. most? I, what was that again? I can't hear you because of all the construction going on. If we seem out of sorts and you can't hear it, there's a lot of noise going on behind us. Uh, he said that the funniest thing that actually happened was when the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl mm. in 2010, um, he got a phone call from Will Farrell, and Will's like, did you read the article online about it? And Adam McKay is like, no, what? He's, Trust me, check it out. So he goes and he reads and he finds out um, the Saints players coming into the locker room after winning the Super Bowl. One of the players says, it's the effing Catalina wine mixer. And then all of these <laughs> other players are like, the effing Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> and Adam McKay's like, you just won the Super Bowl. And the first thing that you want to say to each other is, it's the effing Catalina wine mixer. So well, that's when you know you're a cultural right. touchstone. Well, here's the thing. The Catalina in... in Life imitating art, the Catalina wine mixer became a real yes, event. Yes, it did. I don't know if they were selling helicopters, <laughs> but it became so. a real thing. Because when they were trying to come up with an event for the two brothers to like sort of bond Coalesce, over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Will Farrell was, they were both trying to come up with like, what's the most boring thing that some people will think is really important or whatever and this was just like the first place that will ferrell could think of was catalina <laughs> yeah. and then he's like and people think wine mixers are really impressive or whatever <laughs> and it was just off the top of his head but it was so perfect and uh i think the movie i think the movie is one of those comedies like caddyshack stood yeah. the test of time right like you could still watch that movie and maybe if you've seen it too many times you might mm. be like but that's a comedy that lasted for a very long time. Right. I feel the same way about Step Brothers. Yeah, I, you know what? I feel the same way about Step Brothers. Kingpin was on the other day, and I'm like, oh, oh! my gosh, so good. Now, do you feel that way about um, something about Mary? Because it, it was like good for a while, and now when I watch it, I'm like, mm. No, because it seems really dated when you watch it. Same thing yeah. with I Used to Love Wedding Crashers. That one has fallen off the cliff for me. You know what? That one went really, really quick. And I think it's because, you know, I think because the Vince Vaughn element of the movie is yeah. great when you first see it, even yeah. the second time when you see it. But because he's, he doesn't have the same savvy that Bill Murray does when it comes to his ad-libbing and his, and his witty lines. It's, it's not that I didn't enjoy Vince Vaughn in mm -hmm. it, but once you see it, you just kind of get it. 
and you see it again and you see it maybe a third or fourth time and you're like, okay, cool. I got it. I don't need any more. Right. Thank you. Well, same thing I used to, I also used to love um, Dodgeball for many years after mm. it came out. That's another one that's starting to like teeter into the and wow. old school. Like all of these movies that I love for so many years, I may have finally hit a breaking point with them. Wow. Maybe like if I take a break from them and I come back to them in like another 10 I years, see. I'll be like, I love you again. I see. But I'm at that point in the relationship where I'm like. Wow. No, I get it. I get it. I'm one of the few people that after a while I'm like, okay, I can't watch Friends anymore. Wow. Because okay. it's just, it's so dated looking. Because they tried so hard to be cool in certain right. episodes that it, nowadays it really sticks out. Like, there's one episode where they keep name dropping Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, that might have been great <laughs> in the 90s and even in the 10 years after that episode aired, yeah. but now name-dropping Hootie the Blowfish is so comical to me because Darius Rucker is a country singer. I know. And also, I mean, I probably should create a hit list of um, TV characters that I would like to murder, but very close to the top. Oh, it's Ross. It's Ross. Yes, Ross Geller. Oh, my God. He is... How was I ever invested in him getting together with Rachel? Well, you know, because at the time, their 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 BDE as a couple was very, very good. <laughs> yes. And after a while, you kind of realize that Ross, and I, I think where Ross jumped the shark is where they revealed that he had an anger management problem mm. after somebody kept stealing his turkey sandwich out of the fridge at work, and they showed how angry he could be. So between that and Marcel leaving and his continually whining about all that crap, you're like... I've you know when Ross. you add a monkey to the mix right. that you've definitely jumped some kind of yeah. shark, for sure. Oh, myself. Oh, oh, my God. Somebody stole my sandwich in the fresh the man. whiniest, whiniest, whiniest oh. creature. I'm glad we got that off of our chat. Woo! Okay. Yes. You know, thanks for watching the podcast today. We'll see you tomorrow. And bye-bye. No. <laughs> no. Um, are you excited that AMC has done their investigation and they've decided to bring Chris Hardwick back for Talking Dead? Y yes and no. Um, I have always been a big Chris Hardwick fan. Um, you know, since the singled out days. B big fan, Chris. But, you know, I was really rooting for him to, yeah. uh, to get on uh, after Michael Strahan left. Um, oh, right. Yeah, you said that. You liked him for the, with Kelly. Yes, I liked him with Kelly because they tried him out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I really liked him because he had a renaissance as a personality. All of a sudden, he he's everywhere. starting to take over. And I could see, like, my gosh, at some point, if, like, Colbert or if Fallon... Or, he was like the nerd culture Ryan Seacrest. Right. Like, he was hosting everything. Yes, and he had, you know, his Nerdist podcast and everything. And then so after it all fell apart, I was kind of like, well, on one hand, I'm kind of upset that he even went there. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it's like, what really did happen? Because every story has two sides. True. And so now he's back on Talking Dead, officially, which I really enjoyed him on Talking Dead. The question is, can he shake this stigma? I think it's going to be awkward going in because it's going to be the elephant in the room right. for several episodes. If you are him, do you ever address it? Probably not, right? Not no, in the Talking Dead. And maybe no, it's not the right place to know. You can't no. do it. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the accusations against him came from um, an ex-girlfriend who he was with for at least three years. He was with yeah. her for quite some time. And it wasn't good. Some of them you could kind of shake off as, those are personality quirks and she's a bitter ex-girlfriend. And right. then some of the things that she was saying that he's did were absolutely not cool and crossing the line and not the way that you treat another human being. Right. So 
But again, we have her side and then we have him denying all of it. I don't know what exactly it was that AMC was able to do when you're in like a he said, she said situation like that. Right. Like, I don't know if there was ever any police reports or anything like legal that they could look into, mm. but they have come to a point where they feel like whatever information they got, they feel good in bringing him back on the air. Right. I, I think at the end of the day, and I know this sounds really jaded of Joe, but right. at jaded the end of the Joe. day, I think that AMC probably said, how much will it cost us to keep him on versus how much will it cost us to let him go? And they did the math and said, oh, we'll keep him on. Um, I will say this, Talking Dead producers, you might want to increase the number of seconds on your mic delay on that show. Oh, do a lot of swear words get through? Well, no, because if you don't know what a delay is, radio uses it a lot. So there's a button. It's called a dump button. And if somebody swears on the air, you hit the dump button, and it basically gets rid of the last 10 seconds of audio. Right. You can change the audio to like 15 seconds, mm -hmm. sometimes 20, I think. Now, on Talking Dead, they pick people out of the audience and put them on the mic. And Talking Dead is a live show when it first airs after Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. So you may want to put a dump button in if you don't have one in already because I think somebody might take that as an opportunity to pretend they're all into Chris Hardwick, oh, get on the mic, and chastise yeah. him on the air. Yeah, so, that's a, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Wow. But I wouldn't put it past somebody. Exactly. I would not put it past somebody. All right, we have some projects that are coming up. And... I don't think the next two are actually necessary, but they're right. probably, they're happening anyway, or at least one of them, which is that there's going to be a Men in Black spinoff. So they mm. did Men in Black 1, 2, and 3, and in the third one, Emma Thompson um, played a character, and so she is going to be in this spinoff movie with big people. I mean, she's got Chris Hemsworth, who's going to be playing an agent. Uh -huh. um, Liam Neeson is also in That's there. It better be and good. I know. <laughs> I mean, you, when you roll the dice on something like that, it has to be killer. I just, was someone asking for another Men in Black? No. Was the audience like, you know what I miss? The Men in Black universe has to have Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith in it. You can't have it without. I mean, right? Yeah, Josh Brolin playing young Tommy Lee Jones was fine. Yes. In Men in Black, Men in Black Three, but yeah, I just there's they're always making things, and then I just wonder who it was that was was asking for it. For instance, uh, it looks like they're also looking into doing some sort of a Frasier reboot. No. And I I can't. Get. So, um, Cheers was in Boston, and then when Frasier did his spinoff and individual show, they took it to Seattle, mm -hmm. and now it looks like if they do the spinoff, they're going to move him to another city. I mean, the guy who played his dad on the show passed away. Passed last away. Year. Um, I don't even, I don't know if the dog is alive, actually. That's a good question. Oh, no, he's probably not no, alive. Sadly passed away. Oh, little tiny Jack Russell. Yes. Well, here I don't. Are they talking about a full blown? We're going to recast each of the character, the, the characters. Well, I don't know if his brother would be there with the same actor, but Kelsey Grammer, in and of himself, if it was like just him, and then they built a whole other show around mm -hmm. him with nobody coming from the regular right. Frasier cast. I don't care that much about Kelsey Grammer that I need to... I mean, the magic of the show was the cast that was around him. Yeah, his... it was. 
And especially with, you know, Niles, you know, being secretly in love with Daphne yeah. and then getting married and then the dad, and the dad being the fish out of water and, and yeah. Fraser's uptight, very, you know, kind of country club world. What I could see is they continued Frasier, not necessarily rebooted it, but Frasier has a couple old favorites that are semi-recurring. So Lilith, because I loved it when Lilith, Lilith came back. Yes. They still carry on the Maris joke. And Niles every now and then comes back. But if Frasier took on the dad role, then maybe he it, he and Lilith had a kid that we didn't know about. Or did they have a kid in Cheers? Uh, I don't think they did. No, they did. Did they? He was in boarding school. Oh, you're right. Right, and so they brought See, him but back. But I don't like the I don't like the we're gonna reboot a series with the kid trope, which is what they're doing with the new Top Gun movie. Right. But um, it's they like, did it with Independence Day. When when you've got aging actors and you want to bring a property back, you're like, this time we'll do it with somebody younger, and they're gonna be their mentor. But it's just hmm. blah. maybe maybe Frazier can start a podcast. Right. Oh, maybe, David. Maybe Frazier, for David's point, is dealing with maybe a big corporation takes over his radio station. And he's forced to do a he's podcast. forced to get out and do a podcast. That's all he's got left. I'm not talking about anything <laughs> personal. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, actually, that's I like that idea better than the kid idea. There I wouldn't. Cause, well, it's because they tried to already. I don't know if it's even still on the air. Alex Inc. with Zach Braff is like a whole show about him starting a podcasting network. And that was this fall, this past fall's like new show. And so they've just started to huh. do TV shows about podcasts, like people trying to have right. podcasts, it's like a thing. So if that's the direction that he goes in, that could be kind of interesting. Wow. I just don't feel like, I just don't feel like we need it. Yeah, we I do probably need, don't. I do need... The final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, you do. I do. You absolutely I do. I really do. And we had some good news. It's not a lot of news, but it's some news. Huh. Because I knew that it's, the final season was going to happen in 2019, possibly. Mm. They weren't really narrowing it down. Like, there was a possibility we were going to have to wait two years for the, fina the finale, um, the final season of this show. But now it looks like they're admitting, at least, that they're going to release it in the beginning of 2019. Hmm. So I've got my little countdown clock, and I don't have that much longer wow. to wait before I finally see you know, the end of this show. Although, I kind of don't want it to get here, because then it's over. Well, it'll be over. But I think what they really need to do is capitalize on the whole, the whole like, you know, the whole theme and having all these Brits and everything. And right. they should just finally bite the bullet and do a Downton Abbey Game of Thrones crossover. Oh, Maybe the Downton Thrones. In the Abbey. Yes. I like. Yes. And it'll just rake everybody in and make a whole bunch of money. It won't make any sense. It won't. It'll make money. I dig it. Yes. I dig where your brain's See, at. You like that? I Dave, do. buy the domain. Downton, what'd you call it? Downton Downton, Thrones? Downton Thrones. Downton Thrones. Game of Abbeys. We'll work on the title. Yeah. That's <laughs> ah, all right. Now, when we get back on Pop That Culture, I, I don't think I've ever seen Joe so excited about a certain place being robbed and what it's, it could mean for America. This is great to me. I love it. We will tell you oh. who got robbed and why Joe's excited when we get back on Pop That Culture. <laughs> Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geek Entertainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! 
Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Dirty pool. Dirty pool, Joe Santos. Trying to guilt me with I, I haunting the, the dreams of your child. No. no. <laughs> we, uh, during the break, we were talking about yesterday's topic about Uber vomit pranks, and uh, it came back this morning to haunt me. Let's just say that. <laughs> and a little boy did not get nourished because of Sarah. <laughs> Way to ruin my day, you jerk. <laughs> Son of a... Yes. Well, let's make your day better again. Yes. Let's talk about stolen stretchy pants. Yes. So in Mission Impossible, when Tom Cruise <laughs> had to get the drive with the knock list on it, and he right. got that thing, and he went into the CIA vault, and somebody's holding him up, and a drop of sweat set off the alarm, I think one caper has come to that level of complexity in today's world. And that would be the thieves who broke into a Fresno Lululemon and stole $17,000 worth of stretchy pants. So what do we learn from this? Uh, that Lululemons are popular even in Fresno. Even in Fresno, yes. Surveillance video, the group made their way in there and all they wanted were the stretchy pants because yeah. you resale those suckers, uh -huh. you're going to get a pretty penny. Oh yeah, and it's not the Lululemon factory second store at no. Bertrand, no. These are legit, real Lululemons. And so when they talk about the number, there were there was more than one person involved. Oh yeah. The amount of the theft was- a big was, heist. Yeah, it was a heist. This might have been the second, uh, the second installment in the female Ocean's Eleven <laughs> yes. movies. Sandra, okay. Sandra Bullock was definitely involved. At some moment, the camera goes blank, and then it turns back on, and everything looks. Where horrible. are all the pants? Where are all the pants? Just the oh. idea that anyone is sitting in a room <clears throat> with his other thieving friends, and like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. I've got the idea. Are we gonna hit a bank? No. Are we going to hit a house? No. Mm -hmm. Nope. We're going for the workout gear, gentlemen. Oh, this yeah. is what's going to make us the big money. Oh, and so yeah. 
they get they decide Lululemon because women be crazy for the yoga pants. (laughs) I mean, Lululemon, they have to have the Lululemon. They have to have it. And uh, I just, you know, and I always wondered, you remember a few years back they had the recall of the Lululemons because they were a little too see-through? I'm wondering how many of them actually got sent back. Oh, Sometimes you wear the see-through pants because you want people to see a little bit through the yoga pants. What? These pants, so they sold 148 pairs of yoga pants, each costing anywhere between, hold on, it's the big one, Elizabeth, I'm coming, $98 and $148 for stretchy pants. At least 15 grand in stretchy pants. Yeah, I don't 15 know. Fifteen grand. I don't know what finally added up to seventeen thousand. Maybe they decided they wanted to have some accessories as well, a couple of sports it's bras, and maybe some headbands. Unbelievable. These people will buy anything for I, exorbitant prices. I, I will say this: Lululemon's really kind of enhanced the overall. I mean, it's just like sometimes you're like, what What's going on differently in the drop-off line at school today? Oh, <laughs> oh. that mom's rocking the Lululemons. Stacy's mom <laughs> got it going on. All of a sudden, the butt was here, and now it's high and tight. It's like way up there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those pants are magical. How did they boop, boop, <laughs> lift it all the way up? Ding, ding. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I'm sure you have it. You're like telling your wife, no, no, I'll do the drop-off <laughs> yeah. line. <laughs> no, or, no, no, I'm good. Know, I'll do it for you, sweetie. You stay you, home. You have a few extra moments with your coffee. You, you've stopped buying me the lingerie, but what's these Lululemons? <laughs> Don't take them off. <laughs> we'll cut a hole in them if yeah. we have to, but I just leave them on. I didn't know they made crotchless <laughs> Lululemons. <laughs> You know what? I need to check some sort of Fredericks of Hollywood uh, catalog because I bet there is some sort of apparatus like that. Yeah, there's. Dave, look it up. No, don't. <laughs> you tell me twice. I... Oh my! See, Dave's <laughs> even into the Lululemons. Oh, it thanks Lululemon. It doesn't. I mean, they're not paying us to do yeah. all this, this advertisement for them right now. You might think that they were, but they're not. Not only do you let the ladylike shapes pop in every right place. You keep women from getting scurvy in yoga studios. Thanks. Thanks, Lululemon. So nice. It would also be so nice to just go to a job every day and get paid to sleep. Oh, yeah. Not that the people who employed you necessarily thought that that was your job, Mm -hmm. but a California DMV worker just got busted because Mm. over the course of four years, and other employees had bitched about it, they were aware of it, I don't know why they couldn't stop her or let her go before now. She would go to work and sleep on average three hours a day while she was at the job. That's a lot. Yes, it's a lot. It also happens to be at a place where people are there in line for hours on end. I know. So She was a data operator or something, and yeah. Just going to work every day, and they they imagine that the amount of time that she slept over the four years would, in pay, add up to like $40,000 worth of work that she was sleeping So how through. many years is this? Four. So three hours a day, four years, assume a 40-hour work week. So basically, the DMV in California doesn't pay people much. <laughs> <laughs> That's just all I'm taking out of this. Yeah. I... I, have I taken a nap at work in my lifetime before? Yes, you I have. You worked in radio. You have. <laughs> yes. In fact, 
but it was between it was between gigs. So we did the morning show, and then we had some sort of like afternoon or evening event, and there wasn't mm -hmm. really going to be that much time for me to go home. So I took my winter coat <clears throat> and I George Costanza did it, and I put it underneath the desk, and I like totally just curled oh. up and slept underneath the desk. So we oh to get ready for. I didn't even do that. The I just like thing. park a chair in the corner, <laughs> feet up, dude. <laughs> Pass right uh -huh. out. Now, some people might pass right out if they saw the next thing in their house, and that is a mountain lion. An Oregon woman came home, and then all of a sudden, oh, that's not my roommate. That's a gigantic <laughs> cat in our house. Right. Apparently, her roommate actually had come home first, and they may have left a back door open or something, and the cat just wandered in. Look, he is all snuggled up and just snooze. I mean, he's he, probably purring. Seriously, <laughs> like this is one happy mountain lion. And so the roommate came home, saw it, screamed. And so the mountain lion then went behind the sofa and then plunked down and slept there for six hours in their house. I, no, it, you don't scream. You do not scream. If an animal comes, except for like a snake, you know, but a mountain, those things are fast. This you call the mountain lion people, and you go, hey, come here with the right. tranquilizer gun. If get you, Marlon Perkins, get him over here. If you've got a giant-ass, you know, wildcat in your house, mm. why are you doing nothing in those six hours but just letting him sleep? Like, oh, they're so cute when they're sleeping. I'm just right. going to, so precious, I'm just going to wait. We're going to try to domesticate him. <laughs> so... Basically, I don't know if they looked something up online or what it was, but the one woman who lived in the house was like, we're going to get this cat to leave by me playing the bongos. Like she went Matthew McConaughey mm. on that cat's ass and right. started playing bongos. And it kind of looks like they have a tree in their house. You'll see what I'm talking about in the video. So I'm just picturing this total hippie chick in Oregon playing bongos to see if she can get the mountain lion to leave her house. And then this is what happens. Do, do, do they have some sort of like a, a a napping nesting tree nook that she was up in? What was she on yeah. while she was playing and, the bongos and, and taking the video? If there's a giant cat that's capable of killing you in like literally the swipe of a paw, right? You don't you don't film it. You just get it the f out of your house. Now, first of all, we take away a couple things from this video. Mm -hmm. If a mountain lion enters your house, you can scare it off by not having any rhythm at all. Okay, that's number one. <laughs> number two, don't film the whole thing. Number three, you know what Joe would have done? What would have Joe done? Laser pointer. Oh, the, you know what they do? They I would have loved those. Taking a laser pointer and just <laughs> send it out the front door. Oh my God! But I, then you start having fun. You make it start climbing the walls. <laughs> <laughs> You've got all these mountain lion claw marks in your walls. It's playing. Anyways, what were you saying? No, I love it. That's a good. Like I feel like a total jerk when I've used a laser pointer with my cat oh. because. He'll never get it. Right, no. Like, he never, like, he's caught it. He knows his paws are on it, and he'll never get Like, that's just mental tort. That's yeah. mean. Well, that's what my There's wife no says. There's no actual toy to. My wife says you need to let a cat at least get their paw on the dot a couple times. Otherwise, it's it 
messes with them. Yeah, but even getting it on the paw, he's like, there's nothing. I know yeah. I'm touching it, but there's nothing like physically in my pot. I, do, I don't know. Maybe it's just in my head where I feel like I'm being a total. No, you, you are. You're being a total jerk. ass to my kid. It's entertaining for people, but it really messes with the kid. It cat. is entertaining because yeah. they will go berserk. But yeah, but to get a mountain lion out of your house, I'm totally no. okay with that, with the laser pointer idea. Now, Joe, BuzzFeed has come up with a list. Oh that I fully enjoy. And when we get back on Pop That Culture, we'll see if some of your favorite songs have made this <laughs> list of terrible things next on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store and the greater becomes your appetite. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to Pop That Culture, hanging out with my buddy Joe. Oh, well, thank you for hanging out with me. Joe. I appreciate it. Yeah. Because I don't have friends. <laughs> Were you ever asked to be a DJ at a wedding? Oh, yeah. I've DJed many weddings. You have? Yes. Okay, so how much of a nightmare were the bride and groom when it came to what you were or were not allowed to play? Usually not the bride and groom. Normally the bride's mom or the best man were always the biggest. The best yeah. man? Because the best man is the guy that's always like, you can't play this, you have to play this. I'm you know, and normally... What, because he has like a dance routine worked out with the other people sitting well, up in the wedding? If, like... and, and if the bride's dad isn't handing you the payment, yeah. the best man is. What? I yeah, thought it was always so, the bride's dad. No, it's usually the bride's dad, but a lot... Like, at my wedding, my brother, who was my best man, yeah. paid the band. Like, I gave, I just gave him the money. I said, I'm getting drunk. 
you got to do this and this and this. He's like, okay. Oh, not that it was his money. Like, you p were paying for the van, yeah. but you just made him be the one right. that actually did the handoff. But, yeah, they I was thinking you were saying that, like, the best man took it upon himself to oh, pay no, no, for Oh, no, 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 no. The best okay. man is, the, is your point person. He's your he's your counsel. He's your okay. consigliere. <laughs> okay. So, gotcha. I, uh, you know, yeah, but I, it's uh, it's normally the the mom of the bride. Interesting. And, and you can tell if the mom of the bride didn't have the wedding she wanted mm. because she'll get really, really specific about what my daughter wants. She's sure. like, no, you wanted it for your wedding and you didn't get it, so you're reliving your wedding through your daughter. Okay. And, you know, a lot of times I don't blame them because you're paying a lot of money for the wedding. Right. Do you remember at the time specifically any songs that people were like, if you play this, I will murder you? Um, The Chicken Dance. Okay. The chicken Legit. dance was probably Legit. my number one, and I agreed with them. Funny you should totally say. Totally agreed with them. There is a website called 538, and in the name of science, they talked to a bunch of wedding DJs, and they made a list of the top most banned wedding songs. Number one was the chicken dance. Yes. I do not blame them. And then... And really, apparently, people are tired of any of the dances that tell people what to do. Right, no, anything with choreography that comes with the song mm -hmm. is, is becoming uh, long in the tooth. So, Chicken Dance, Cha-Cha Slide, Macarena, Cupid Shuffle, YMCA, <laughs> Electric Slide, Hokey Pokey, and The Wobble uh, were X'd out. Yes. Like, those were the top choices People, that people did not want played at their wedding, according to wedding DJs, which yeah. is interesting. And to me, anything off of the Grease soundtrack, too. Oh, Because okay. those those generally have unwritten summer rules. Summer Lovin'? Yes, yeah, Summer Lovin' has the, uh, has the built-in choreography, okay. depending on what circles you run in. Interesting. Yes. Um, at number nine, they had um, Happy by Pharrell Williams. Who's mad and oh, happy? Oh, no. You know what? No, no, no. Come As on. A, here's the thing. As a DJ, you kind of have to do certain things to kind of stoke the fire. What and I would imagine that happy is one of those songs that will get the kids on the dance floor. Yes. Once you get the kids on the dance floor, you get the drunk adults on the dance floor. There's an ebb and flow, right. I feel, to every wedding. So you have your dinner music, which is, you know, mm. whatever. Maybe Usually like Kenny G. Sinatra. Songbird. <laughs> yeah. Telling you right now. Super chill while everyone's mm -hmm. eating, things that everyone can deal with. And then you play something that will get people on the dance floor, but that is okay for all ages initially. Right. And then you've got to have the right ratio of slow dance songs to fast dance songs. Mm -hmm. And then you don't get into like the booty, booty, booty rocking everywhere until like way late in oh, the yeah. evening when all the grandparents have left and yep. it's just the young people at the wedding that want to dance. You, what you can do is, you, what you have to do is watch the bridal party mm -hmm. because you can tell when the bridal party, find out who the single people in the bridal party are. <laughs> when they start getting ready to pair off, is when you flip over to booty jams. Okay. That's one of my personal rules. So when Heather looks like she's about to hook up with someone, she totally should not hook right. up with, and you're like, okay. Yeah, no, and usually it's a Heather or a Lisa. Mm -hmm. Lisa's definitely always good to go. Now, you can cock these schemes while you're sitting down at the table with the photographer and the wedding planner, and you have to talk to them and go, okay, <laughs> who is attached in the bridal party? There is a strategery to all of so this. So much strategery. And you can find it in my new book, Confessions of a Wedding <laughs> DJ. All right, um, also making the list, Love Shack, I agree. Oh, yes, absolutely. We Are Family? No. I'm not mad at no, it. No, that's how you get the drunk moms yes. on the dance floor. That's one of those catalyst songs. 
and celebration and all that. Like that's how you get people on the floor. Um, blurred lines. If you played that late at night, I would also would not be mad at you. But at, at what point? How is booty call by Blackstreet even getting played at a wedding? <laughs> how is that what? even an option to what, begin with? What is that? That came out of left field. But I could see someone not wanting Cotton Eye Joe. I would be happy right. if I never heard that but song you know, again. You got to play Staying Alive because that's what gets the drunk older. Like anybody that was older alive uncles? in the 70s okay. and they drink, that's what gets them out of the dance floor because it's like, okay, I'm going to do my John Travolta dance. Yeah. Now, Sweet Caroline, I no. get it. You're like, nah, <sighs> it's a, so good, so good. No. And then Gangnam Style, is was that also an option? Was well, somebody at, asking at Korean for weddings. <laughs> Still? I, um, oh, I don't know. It, is, I that, think, is that like the chicken dance of Korean weddings? <laughs> I, it might be, Sarah. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, Dave's is. doing it. Look at that. You know, uh, if you want to go down the rabbit hole in terms of wedding DJs, yeah. go on YouTube and search for Paul Rudd Wedding DJ. There was a wedding video where back before he came an actor, he became he was a wedding DJ. And you see him out there in Are a you, like in legitimately a that was Legit. his job? Yes. And he's out How there with did the I mic, not know and that? he's trying to get people to come out and dance. Oh, I need to see that. My rabbit hole, by the I way, know. is fully furnished. It's got nice leather furniture. It's got a mini fridge you with really drinks in it. You really do good. Have a, have, you oh, have a yeah. great rabbit hole because every day you got another little oh, yeah. section or area of the rabbit hole mm. to go down. Now I need to see Paul Rudd yeah. wedding DJ. Yes, you'll see it. It's amazing. Oh, I have a giant. We'll crush share on it him. with you on Facebook at Pop That Culture Detroit. Nice. It's really long-winded, but that's who we are on Facebook. Yes. Which I did enjoy, and I know I have some friends who really enjoyed seeing what we have up there right now, which is when Jesse Pinkman, Aaron <laughs> Paul, was a wee baby who had just moved to California and was on The Price is Right. Yes. Fantastic. It's excellent to see. So, uh, I would imagine some people probably have some Backstreet Boys songs on their list as either a pro or a con. Mm -hmm. Like, there might be a bride who's like, oh, my God, come on, girls. We know all yeah. the words. Backstreet yeah. Boys. Remember when we were in our suite together? Remember when we were sweet mates oh and we God. listened to this all the time? And then you said, and then I was like, and we, I know. Yeah, and then you wrote, like, you know, Sally loves AJ on my whiteboard. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, or there are other people who are like, just put an ice pick in my mm. ear if I have to hear a Backstreet Boys song But again. there's a third demographic that you missed. There was a third. You got the first two spot on. There was a third Backstreet Boys demographic What's or boy bands in general. That is, I'm a guy and I used to hate on boy bands when I was younger and a little but bit more I close to my 20s. Like but they're guilty pleasures. <laughs> well, that's what they're banking on for now while they're in residence in Vegas. They're doing it like Celine Dion and Jennifer Lopez and Britney Spears where they're like, wait. We just do shows here when we make crazy money and we mm. have a bunch of old ladies show up throwing panties. Yeah. All right. And we have a place to live. Yeah. And then they pay for our food. And Brittany's right down the hall. We can hang out with her <laughs> if we need to hang out. I'll take it. Here's another thing. I'm, I'm going to tell you, hey, fellas, if you are doing a bachelor party in Vegas, I don't care how much you like or don't like the Backstreet Boys, mm -hmm. go to the show because I will guarantee you, you will meet up with another group of women that will start hanging out with your group of guys. That's what will happen. Chocolate and peanut oh, butter. Oh, yeah. What?
what? So um, to celebrate them now having their Vegas re residency, James Corden um, went there and filmed a big bit with him. He actually performed in one of their shows. He only did one song that was all the choreography he could handle. <laughs> but when they were doing it, he showed up and he pretended like they were gonna make one of the guys sit out for a night. And this is what it looked like. What is being a Backstreet Boy? It's wearing a fedora and dancing on some tarmac. I think <laughs> I've got it. Do you know how many costume changes we have? I don't know, but it looks like you've been through a few costume changes in that T-shirt. How do you think you're going to pull up some tight jeans around that bum? Don't you worry about my ass, because that's what the 5,000 screaming girls out there are going to be looking okay. at, OK? We're going to take a blind vote, and whoever gets the most votes will not be in the show tonight. Close your eyes. Raise your hand if you want Kevin out of the band tonight. Raise your hand if you'd like AJ to be out of the band tonight. Raise your hand if you would like Brian to not be in the Backstreet Boys this evening. OK, everyone open your eyes. Brian, you've got the most votes. What? Is it close? I'm not going to get into who's and who's. It was very close. Brian, it's happening, OK? There's the door. Yeah, I see that. Show me the meaning of being lonely. <laughs> Take it easy, Brian. I don't hey, like this clap idea. Clap him out, guys. <laughs> clap him out, guys. Yay. So, I haven't been to Vegas in quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And it would be a difficult choice for me to do I spend the tickets to see Britney or do I spend the tickets to go see the Backstreet Boys? You do both. Well, you think I made out of money? You do both. You say, hey, new radio media, this is going into the show. I'm submitting my receipts. Uh-huh. And I'm not having it any other way. And yeah. you see what happens. Because I want it you, that way. You see what it Yes. I, yep, that's what I'm going to do. In one of your favorite movies, Joe, mm -hmm. there was a cameo that almost happened. Word up. And they decided we don't want any cameos because we want to keep this movie as a standalone. Hmm. And that would have been in the Ant-Man movie. Huh. Would you have liked to have seen a little cameo bit from one Captain America? I would have. Yeah. I would have, and it's because I think that unifies the, uh, the MCU mm -hmm. quite a bit when they do that. I mean, I thought Iron Man and Spider-Man Homecoming was a little... It could have been a little too much. I think they balanced it the right way. I loved Captain America doing, like, all the videos in detention <laughs> and in gym class. That was fantastic. That's the right way to do yeah. it, because it's, it's subtle. It's not, like, a right. whole thing. This one sounds like it would have been a much bigger deal, where they were going to recreate the tarmac fight from Captain America Civil War, but as retold by Michael Pena's character... In Ant-Man. As long as they do the lip sync. That's what it would have. So Michael Pena's voice would have been coming yeah. out of other people's That's mouths. That's one of my favorite parts of the Ant-Man movies is yes. when Michael Pena does his narrative. <laughs> yes. So that's what it would have been. And then they, they were all geared up to do it. And they were like, nope, we, we want our oh. movie to be separate from that and have its own thing, its own jam. And so they decided not to do it. But I think that would have been hysterical. Yeah, I think it would have been absolutely hysterical. Like I said, I like it when, when they do the little nods. And wasn't, in the first Ant-Man movie, wasn't Howard Stark somehow in like one of the opening scenes? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure Howard Stark 
was like in like old the, timey footage or something. Yeah, or because like, he he goes back a long way with Hank Pym. They you know they used to golf together and get loaded and go see the Backstreet Boys in Vegas. <laughs> as you do, you know, yeah. as you are wont to do. Uh, when we get back, the, I didn't even realize this was so much of a thing. There's so many videos of this out there, but the one that uh, is going viral right now is super sweet and really cute and has to do with something we all went through in childhood mm -hmm. that could have been traumatic, but it ends up being amazing. We'll show you the video next on Pop That Culture. Stay informed, entertained, and enlightened. Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. Come! What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Sarah, Sarah. When you were little, hmm. do you remember any traumatizing tooth loss? No. Where like it was wiggly, but it wasn't fully ready to come out. And then did your parents try and like force it? Nope. They ever? all came out on their own. Um, but I did lock my sister in a suitcase once and uh, she was traumatized by that. That's really. <laughs> That's your only childhood yeah. trauma. Not teeth. But when Joe <laughs> tried mm -hmm. to suffocate his sister. Yeah. In it took him like two or three hours to find her, too. That was great. <laughs> My sister did, and I don't get along that much anymore. I was going to say, like, <laughs> does <kidding>. she still <laughs> hold that over on you? Or has she admitted mm. that she's gone to therapy or is really scared of confined spaces because you? Something about putting the luggage in the overhead compartment on a plane really kind of freaks her out. Freaks out! <laughs> but, you know. She has a flashback right. from her childhood and what you did to her. 
How's it going so far with uh, Jonah and tooth loss? Uh, very good. He when he gets a wiggly tooth, he just wiggles it and, and he'll just play Wiggle with it until it, it just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. When I was little, my dad offered to tie a string to my tooth mm. and then tie the other to a doorknob and then slam the door. No. To pull it out. No. We didn't end up doing it. No, just no. <laughs> that was the offer that was made. Did he put I, you in like an Iron Maiden first and no. then do it? No. He may have been kidding. He may have been serious. Medieval dad. Don, you're medieval. <laughs> but I'm going to get medieval on that. Goodness. But I feel like other dads have, have tried something like that. Yeah, like punching their kid in the mouth. <laughs> but the new version of that is to tie a string to the tooth and then tie it to a Nerf gun dart mm -hmm. and then have somebody shoot a Nerf gun. Mm. Again, because like I said, when I was checking out this video, I realized this is a, a child rabbit hole you could go down if oh. you want to see a bunch of videos where <laughs> this happens with children. And so this little girl's brother, the, the mom in Texas is like, okay, and she set it all up and she videoed it and this is how it went down. All right. Okay, take, take two. Take two. I'll try to find <laughs> the little girl's so cute. Love her little TikTok. Three, two, one. Did they go? Ah. Ah. Oh my God! It oh. came out. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. Yes. Let me see. Oh, oh there it is. Good job, Gideon. Good job, Bella. Did it hurt? Look up. A little. <laughs> Here you go. It actually <laughs> That's uh, fantastic. First of all, if you watch really closely, she yeah. goes a little cross-eyed when it, when it happens. Whoa. Secondly, if I were her brother, the way my brain works, I'd be tying strings to every other one of her teeth just in case. As a little brother, like, if your mom says you're allowed to tie a string to your sister's tooth and shoot your gun to pull it out of there, mm -hmm. like, this caper would have been the most amazing. Right. Really? I, like, I'm not going to get in trouble? Like, this is okay? Mm -hmm. And then the fact that it actually legitimately works. Right. And Amazing. When we were kids, it wouldn't have worked because Nerf technology has advanced so far, probably because of government contracts, maybe providing Nerf guns to uh, allies that needed to unseat regimes. But that's a different story. Okay. Well, um, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, some Nerf guns have been clocked at shooting their dart thingies at 35 miles an hour. Right. Some of them shoot 40 darts at the same time. It's ridiculous. When we go shopping for one of Jonah's friend's uh, friend's uh, birthday parties, yeah. the, the, they all, all want Nerf they want. guns. Yeah. And th every time you go, every successive birthday party, the availability of more advanced Nerf guns is just ridiculous. There's like an underground like Nerf gun modification place too. Of course. Like you can like take the arrestor out and put tougher springs in it. And that 35 goes like a yeah. 30, uh, 50, 50. Whoa! You could pull out a lot of teeth right. with that. That's amazing. Pretty soon there's going to be a Nerf gun lobby where, you know, <laughs> Second Amendment Nerf gun rights. Oh, you got to watch out for those. Now, for all the little boys, you say that they want Nerf guns for their birthdays. But for your birthday, Joe, mm. do oh, you yeah. want... Yes, I do. Vulcan ear-shaped earbuds. Absolutely. Because I, they're a thing. Yeah, I'm not going to wear the uniform. 
<laughs> I will wear that earbud. Actually, check that out. I want man. that instead of this. I want that instead of oh, this. Oh, do you thing. want that to be your yes. earpiece for the show? Yes. <laughs> yes. Dreams can come true, Joe. I we can make these Dave, things happen. Dave, can you make it happen? Can you make me Vulcan? It's, it's, it's the logical you're a good thing boy to do. And you eat all your vegetables. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, my I'll, God. This show will live long and prosper if we have those earpieces. Just yeah. saying. Where can you get these suckers? Um, just Here about was. anywhere. Was that a trick question? <laughs> no, I thought you would. I thought first of all, you would have already uh, ordered a pair. Well, no, you don't go shopping for them when you kind of hope that your coworkers Somebody get will them get for them you them as for a surprise. You. I know. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> Jeez. Exactly. I mean, how big is your Star Trek collection as far as like memorabilia you're, so far? You're really putting. I contributed to it, I know. Yeah, you gave me a Bluetooth uh, communicator mm -hmm. and yes. a copy of Star Trek magazine. Yes. Which is so... I know, it was a special I edition. Um, I have literally, I have all kinds of action figures. I've got chips. I had some I had some of the Star Trek micro machines, but I sold them to move <laughs> to New York and I made a lot of money. Um, what else? I've got videos. Mm -hmm. I, but I don't like dress up and go to conventions and stuff like that. No, because that would be weird. Yeah, huh? that would be strange. That would be crazy. I can't speak Klingon, <laughs> you know. No. Well, uh, if anyone else wants to get them, they're at Think Geek, and they're nearly $40. So if you have another uh, Trekkie in your life, you can get those there. But we do have someone who is incredible in our life right. that everybody should have and you can have him for free yeah for two hours at a time that's more than like an asian massage true <laughs> is it getting awkward in here <laughs> this is where craig folly he rips off his headphones and he's gonna march down here and i quit all right craig folly two hours next and we'll see you tomorrow on pop that culture